Do like a big, do like a cool race car sound with the Doppler going by. <laughs> that's funny. You bring up the Doppler effect. <laughs> that's that's the most badass start to a conversation. It's funny you bring up the Doppler effect because I have a yeah. lot to say on the subject. Yeah, you you said it was funny, but really, I think it's badass because I fucking love science. <laughs> I fucking love science too. I'm a big fan of that Facebook page. I effing love oh science. My, yes. Oh my god, dude. I don't like to swear a lot, but I, I do it for science. I fucking mm-hmm. love science. There's no other way to say how much I love science. Mm-mm. Nope. There's no because other way. Because I'm badass and I, I swear like that. Because I'm 17 and I make all the rules. Uh, hold on, guys. Go on. I'm about to do science. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what, what, wait, why do you need that link? Um, yes, yeah, science. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, when I played uh, the, the original Legend of Zelda and the old man said, it's dangerous out there. Here, take this. I said, um, I already have science. And I didn't take the sword. <clears throat> so I've been playing a lot of um, uh, Animal Wait, Crossing. Hold on, hold on. What? Gus, do do your do your starting thing. Theme song. This is the Motion Pixels Podcast. I'm your co-host, August Meyer. August, say hi. Hello. This is my co-host, Matthew Rawlings. Matthew, say hi. Hello. And this, once again, is the bad boy of comedy, Uncle Dane, Dane Kevin <laughs> Cook himself. Dane, say hi. Uh, hi. That's me. Hi, Dane. Um, as you may know, we are the bad boys of podcasting. And, well, today we have something to podcast about. Because we have all watched gameplay of Half-Life Alex, and we're going to talk about Animal Crossing New Horizons. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a very badass game, um, so we like to kind of treat it as such. But uh, yeah, I think over the weekend I spent about 20 hours playing Animal Crossing. Um, Dane, I saw that when I, I think maybe on Saturday when you came and visited my island, you already had 26 hours yeah. in Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. So I guess you weren't kidding when you said you were going to treat it like a full time job uh, yeah. on the last yeah. pod. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think it's cool that you're a man of your word. Let's talk I, about that. That is cool, and uh, I am totally a man of my word, a hundred percent. Let me check here. I think, <laughs> I think I have a lot more than that now. What? What? Are we, what? Honor or hours? Yeah, it says I've played for sixty hours or more now. What? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Have there been 60 hours since it came out? I don't I guess. know. I don't think so. I think I found time. Well, it okay. <laughs> if it came out 9 p.m. on Friday. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, yeah, when yeah. I started playing. <laughs> yep. Um, And we've had about 30 minutes shy of four days then. <laughs> yeah. That's 60. Could, yeah, that's over You 60. could say every waking hour has been Animal Crossing related. <laughs> that's awesome though that's good um i it it's funny that the way that we're playing it is like all different like we're kind of all playing different games right now yeah yeah for sure um wait how are you and i want to hear how you and august because mine my experience is clearly different because i've been time traveling but you uh you and august have been playing differently yeah we're playing like (laughs) the you know the i don't know 
the typical way, I guess, where it's yeah, um, yeah. just getting your doing your daily things and like the you know the for those who aren't familiar with how Animal Crossing works, all the events are tied to or all the time at least is tied to real days. So if it's twelve yeah, o'clock yeah. in the game, it's or in real life, it's twelve o'clock in the game, and mm-hmm. only a certain amount of things can happen each day. And the way this game is set up, a lot more than the the original ones, is where it's like there's set things that can really happen each day. And then you'll hit a point where you really can't do a whole lot more to progress until yeah. the next day. So we've been playing a lot too, but what we've been doing with our spare time is kind of just been like um, fishing fishing and dressing up fishing. and playing the ocarina, which is kind of... <laughs> yeah, 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 we've yeah. established. Uh, I think you might have seen our, our, our gaggle of goons. Um, we call the bunny boys where we take our pants off and put on this uh this pink hoodie and put on this uh I think it's called the Cosmos pattern hat. It's like a kind of like a pork pie looking hat, but it has flowers all around it and we run around with our tambourines and uh uh ocarinas and just like play music for people really aggressively. Like <laughs> like if someone's trying to sleep, we'll just go up to them and block them from being able to wake up and <laughs> just hold one note on the ocarina. Oh um, that's great. That's the best part. Yeah, I I was like I was like crying laughing multiple times uh, when the Bunny Boys were out to play uh, this past weekend. <laughs> the Bunny Boys are out to play. That's great. Yeah, they were hopping around from <laughs> island to island, um, kind of a multi-island tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear your methodology for how you're playing this game, though, because when I think uh, when a lot of people think about time traveling and Animal Crossing, they usually think about it as like using it to grind like a million bells or. Um, just jumping to special events. Uh, I think yeah, you're doing yeah. it kind of differently, which I and, no. And what I'll cool. what I'll say, Dan, is that when I saw you come onto my island, you looked like a straight up pimp. So you must be doing something. <laughs> well, I mean, I had uh, I have Abel's uh, shop unlocked, so it, like I'm able to get like cool clothes and stuff. So that's why I look like a pimp. But um, <laughs> but the uh, the methodology, I mean, like yeah, most people do it to grind bells. But honestly, I I. Bells to me are like just what I need to pay for the stuff that I'm building. I'm not I'm not like trying to buy like a crown or anything. Um, eventually, when I get a, a perfect fruit farm going, maybe then I could see bells being more integral to uh, the like why I would skip forward. But honestly, the biggest reason why I'm skipping forward, especially now, is because I am impatient and I want to be able to unlock everything so that I can do everything that I want to do, which is design the island and stuff, which the island is fucking huge. Uh, it's it's going to take forever for me to, to like fully make it the way I want it to look. And then I feel like after that, I might just put, I might just set the date to the real date and then just play it normally, but I'll have everything unlocked so I won't feel frustrated logging in every day and thinking, oh my god, I have to wait till tomorrow for this bridge to be done. I have to w- log in, I have to wait. Like, that's the part about Animal Crossing that I hate. So I'm getting that all out of the way <laughs> so that I can not hate playing the game, <laughs> if that makes sense. I will craft the perfect island and then I'll fish. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, you're, you're like the Thanos of uh, Animal Crossing. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I, I like the farming aspect uh, a lot. It's just that it's more frustrating to do when you can't do anything else. Like when you can't sell anything because the shop's closed or you can't like donate anything because the museum's closed or whatever. It's uh, it's It truly sours the experience. And to be honest, I don't feel bad about it because it's still in the game. 
uh, if it was like an exploit or whatever, or if it che- if it was like a legitimate cheat, like a like a duplication glitch or something, then obviously I wouldn't do it. Um, but it's clear the developers left it in for a reason, so that pe- patient people like me can take advantage of it. Because there are certain things that get affected by time travel, like the turnips and stuff. So I can't participate in the turnip market, um, and weeds grow more whenever you time travel apparently and also there's oh, a risk whoa. of uh there's a, apparently a risk of your villagers leaving more often if you time travel so you can't like get totally set on your villagers if you do it because there's a big chance that they might leave in fact one of them left this morning but i didn't really care because it was rodney i don't care about that guy but <laughs> um, honestly fuck rodney yeah fuck, <laughs> yeah he was a little hamster i don't care for a lot of what you're saying i think like those things happen if you time travel to the extreme. Like the, mm, I don't know, like mm. the way people used to time travel in like the DS or GameCube game where you yeah. go forward months, right? Like you're going like to the next day. I am I have not gone more than 24 hours in, forward in time. Yeah. Not, not even once. So yeah. Yeah. I guess you could say like the danger of doing that is bad, but I think the turnips literally spoil if you, if you uh, time travel. Oh, huh. so I if you if you knows. mess with your clock, then the turnips they just literally spoil like right away, automatically. Even if you only move forward like a day. Yeah, I'm pretty sure oh, that if you mess with the clock in any way, then the turnips will be void and you won't be able to sell them. That's so funny. I mean, that's like such a like I get why they're doing that, but by allowing time travel <laughs> to be in the game, you can literally get infinite money just with the bank interest so there's like oh uh like if you just put uh money in the like a bunch of money in the bank and then just hop forward repeatedly yeah like like i didn't even know that the turnip spoil because i i guess they want you to not make money off that but you can there's another mechanic in the game that just lets you get money like i don't it's that's just funny but 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 you have to sacrifice a bunch of like empty days i'm assuming right well, the way that would work is I was reading somebody did this. Um, I think the furthest back the switch clock goes is to 2000. So you set yeah. it to there, you put some money in, <laughs> and you go to 2060. And then, uh, yeah, and then you have a bunch of interest that built up. And you only get one letter at a time. So if you want to do it efficiently, uh, I guess interest on the last day of the month, what, whatever money you have in your bank, it rolls over and you get like 0.5%. Uh, oh, of that okay. in interest and the max you can get is like um basically a hundred thousand bells but if you just time if you get that you know amount that's going to give you that and you just time travel 30 days at a time you can get a hundred thousand bells per reset so you oh. sacrifice a lot of days but like yeah it's funny i don't think that i would ever care enough to do that yeah they but should yeah. release some apocalypse dlc where there's like the 2012 mayan calendar kind of thing in animal crossing so that if you time travel far enough, you go past the apocalyptic date, and then everyone's just gone, and everything's gone. <laughs> yeah. The Animal Crossing world is like in disarray. Like, well, they used to have this like uh, the scary the scary plant that would show up if you uh, time traveled too much in the GameCube game. Mm. Ever, did you know about uh, that? I d- no, I don't think I time traveled very much in the GameCube game. I time traveled mostly in in New Leaf. It, it um, wasn't like a. Um, a, I don't know. I, I guess it was for time travel in a way, but it was basically if you left too many weeds in your town, like you hit the max amount of weeds, mm. um, 
this plant that would be really smelly would show up and your villagers <laughs> would complain about it. And you, I don't think you could get rid of it. It only went away to pick the weeds and then like flies would fly around it. So some people would actually like purposefully grow it so they could get the flies. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. But it was like this, I don't know if they've had that in any game after. Um, yeah. I don't know. Cause I feel like weeds are like, I almost didn't pick the weeds in new horizons because they look kind of nice. That's what I was telling parts. August earlier is that yeah, I'm do. actually planting weeds where I want them to go, uh, <laughs> like as decoration, because I like the way that they look and, 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 uh, they actually do grow kind of like flowers. Like they have buds and then after a while they, they sprout into like these big plant looking things and it looks cool. Yeah. Like I, I, I really like how they changed that. Cause for the longest yeah. time, they were just that one little object that you would pick and you couldn't get anything and it just looked mm-hmm. like long grass. Yeah, exactly. Um, the reason why, what the big, the main reason why I brought up the turnips thing is because it's clear to me that the developers of Animal Crossing have the ability to punish time travel, but they don't. So that to me reads well. They left it in the game for a reason, so uh, I'm I'm not gonna shy away from it. If honestly, I, I would enjoy the game more if I did it. However, I am of the opinion that they should make it so that people who do time travel, so that they won't have to wait for things are null and void by introducing mechanics into the game that allow you to not be limited by time. And I know that the, the, some, there are some people that might um, think that that like, spoils the entire point of the game, but I think just like how, I mean, you could argue, well, it's a single-player game, I can play it however I want. Like, how is it affecting you <laughs> if I play it in a different way? I think that that shouldn't matter. I think that if if you have the option to to artificially speed up time in the game without changing the clock, then um or at least speed up projects cuz that's the main thing. That's the main reason why people go forward in time, right? Is to make the 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 house be done or something. So if there was a way to like pay more money in the game to make it be done now, then that would be awesome. Then I would never time travel again because that's literally the only reason why I do it. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. I think that there there are reasons to do it, but I think that Animal Crossing or the developers of Animal Crossing could figure out a way to make it so that I don't have to do that. But I do because that's why I like to play it. Yeah. See, I don't think they. It's in the game because I don't think they can get around having. Like, so this game, it needs to be partially, like, it needs to be playable offline, right? Um, But if it was a system in which the developers could do anything they wanted, I believe they would probably get rid of time traveling. Because a lot of, like, the communication that's come from the developers about how the game is supposed to be played is kind of, like, the way it's laid out where they want you to be patient and watch things, like, evolve over time. And, like, the whole... The developer side of like not having cloud saves is them being worried about duplicating items and like destroying <laughs> the economy. And that, that was like the whole reason they, the, like one of the only like real reasons they've given for not supporting cloud saves is because of that. And it's like, it's hilarious because you can just time travel and do all that anyways. And there's actually a duplication glitch in the game right now. So it's not really? like, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. What um, is it? Um, if you're playing <laughs> local play with like the split joy cons thing, if you place an item on a piece of furniture and you have one person spinning it and one person picking it up, there's like, I think, a I don't know, 70% chance they pick it up while it stays there. So you can pick it up again. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's just in the game, but it, it's just funny. Cause like, 
I it'll get don't... patched probably. Yeah, I mean they're gonna patch that, but for Nintendo's so funny they're when weird. it comes to things. Yeah, they're, they're very they're, weird. They're they're weird about all their games, to be honest. They, I mean, there are a lot of instances with Pokemon like that, right? Yeah. So, well, even it, Smash too. You know, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a huge competitive game, and they don't like to support that scene at all. And like, I think they, they're they're getting better about that. With Smash, they're getting they're, a little they're, better. They're, getting better. they're slow, yeah, but <laughs> but like it just shows that like a lot of I think it's. I think it's just a mentality of a lot of um, the developers in the company is they have the idea of what they want you to do. And I think they, they, they just want you to do that. Right. Where I think a lot of other developers kind of <laughs> sure. see how people play and are like, Oh yeah, you want to do that? Like, I guess in the sequel or in this one, we'll patch it and make it so you can do this weird thing and let the game evolve with you. And then I feel like a lot of Nintendo games are like, no, it is this way. It will always be this way. And you will yeah, play this way. I, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like don't it like either. <laughs> like, I, I like uh, one of the cool things that I find really unique about Animal Crossing is the uh, is the focus on real time. Like, I think that's really yeah. cool because a lot of games don't do that. Um, mm-hmm. But I think a, it would be a lot more accessible and um, a lot of just as many people would enjoy it. If it was set up like, you know, Stardew Valley, where you go to bed at the end of the day and it's the next day and yeah. you can just keep playing. For sure. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I wouldn't really mind if, I mean, that is, I, I, I don't think that they they need to do that. I, I think that it would benefit the way that I like to play it if they just made it so that whenever you complete a project or something, whenever you pay for the bridge, um, it's just now it's built. Like, yeah, right. You don't have to wait until tomorrow or um, or anything like that. You so, get a cute little animation of like they get that's how you a get bunch of raccoons building it. Yeah, or or like a <laughs> bunch of raccoons jumping on it and building it really fast. Like yeah, like the little animation of you crafting. Like imagine that, but on a bridge, right? Yeah. Um, I will say I do not regret time traveling at all because I do feel like I'm in the fun part of the game now, <laughs> which is crafting it, like making the island look really good and stuff like that. And that's why I wanted to play. I, I, I'd say it's similar to the way I play The Sims, right? Um, I don't play The Sims like how everybody else plays it, where they they have their sim, and then they, they have them, like, do a job, meet a husband, they interact, like, and every day, like, they they make slow progress with their sim over time, and their sim is, like, a guy or whatever, and a girl, and you're like... Oh, she's she's like this way, and he's this way, and sometimes they fight. But like, oh, that's the way that they're they're designed. <laughs> like my little world. Uh, no, I pause the game, do the money cheat, uh, and build a giant mansion, <laughs> uh, and I spend hours and hours and hours doing that because that's the way I like to do it. I, I I like building things. I like making things look really cool with the building thing, and Animal Crossing, especially this game. This game is insane with the way that they like really tricked out the way that you can like uh, customize everything. So. Uh yeah, that's that's what I'm really enjoying doing right now. Like designing the island is so fucking fun. And your town looks great. It has me Thanks. second guessing how I'm like picking where I'm gonna put my things now because I saw yours and I was like, oh, that's that's such a good layout. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I should do that, but it's the... gonna take so long for me to for me to plan all that out and like have it pay off. Yeah, I I did plan ahead a little bit, but there were some things that I had to move. And that gets expensive very quickly. So definitely think where you're going to put things. And you are able to relocate things, but it costs $50,000 or 50,000 bills to uh, to move it. And it takes a, a full day to do. 
So really, um, so like you can move your house. You can move anything, any building in the game. You can move it somewhere else. Oh whoa! I had no so, idea. So yeah, it's very useful. Um, it was kind of a pain in the ass because I had one building. I had them all lined up, right? I had all of the buildings like lined up in a little block, and one of them was I don't know what I was thinking, but I like off centered it terribly, and it was just not in, in a place that I wanted it. Um, but I wanted it moved like a few inches basically to the left i saw and I, so, I, I saw this house yes in your first iteration i saw it moved i was like he moved it like five inches yeah yeah <laughs> fifty thousand dollars for five inches here's the thing i tried to move it but because the current house is blocking where i'm going to put <laughs> the temporary little blockade to put like a new house it wouldn't let me put it there so i had to move it just in a random spot in the island temporarily fifty thousand bucks <laughs> and then i had to move it again after it was the old house was gone, so it cost me a hundred thousand bells to move it six inches. <laughs> Such a pain in the ass, but it was worth it because I was like, it was OCD, and I was not going to build my town around this stupid mistake that I made. <laughs> I'm happy that uh, I'm happy that it was worth it. <laughs> it wasn't, but I did it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the magic of this game is like you all. Everyone starts out with basically the same shit, but. Like, the directions your town goes in are so wildly different. Like, Matt and I have been dicking around with the the bunny boys, and here you are <laughs> in Pimpopolis, you know, moving, <laughs> <laughs> moving buildings left and right. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I had no idea. So how, how far ahead are you? Uh, you know, we're sitting here. It is uh, uh, March 23rd. What uh, what date is it so in uh, Uncle Topia? My, my game's date is April 28th, I think. So I'm a little <laughs> over a month ahead. But okay. I consider that uh, actually a pretty short amount of time, considering how far I feel like I really am. I feel like the I the credits rolled two weeks ago, right? So I think there's everybody credits? else. There's an end to this game. No, there are just there's a credit sequence. Like once you get max villagers, the an event happens. I'm like gonna spoil it. That that enables a credit rolling sequence or whatever. Oh, so that's it, cute. And then after that happens, it unlocks the uh, the terraforming ability. Um, and I feel like that's the last like big unlock. Um, so I think after that point, I think everybody's going to be on the, uh, what I'm trying to say is if everybody plays the game every day for two or three weeks, everybody's going to be on the same page as I am. Like I'm basically just like three weeks ahead, but in three weeks, everybody will have caught up. Right. Like, (laughs) um, and then I am going to probably be on real time because there's really no point in me doing like skipping ahead if i don't have to build anything new so yeah yeah that's a an interesting thing i was noticing was that um i i'll preface the story by saying i am very dense uh and stubborn um <laughs> and the the first day you know you get you get to the island and you take your nap and you wake up and tom nook's like here's a phone also i can give you a loan to build a house if you don't like your dinky little rinky dink tent yes. and me as you know, if you if you know for those keeping score at home, um, I noted earlier that I am dense. Uh, I in my head was like, loan? I don't need no loan. I'm just gonna go fishing, make a hundred thousand bucks, and buy my own house in cash. And that was <laughs> <laughs> that was very stupid of me because no, no. Uh, I could not fish that much uh, the first night that I got the game. Also, because I had to work in the morning. Um, but basically, I didn't get the loan. I didn't. Uh, 
become so less you didn't dense start construction on your house yeah exactly i didn't start construction on my house uh until a day after everyone else had so all weekend i was kind of a day behind matt uh i was mm-hmm. a day behind uh my girlfriend who we were playing you with were the also. schmuck in the tent the whole time i was the schmuck in the tent like dane comes to my island and he's <laughs> like hey is your is your shop closed and i'm like i don't have a shop and then he did like a disappointed emote in the game and i don't even have emotes to this day so I felt your shop you know, wasn't like closed I, though. I meant like the people that sell things. I didn't mean like a sh- I meant like the the guy who buys stuff. I thought you were shop shaming me. I was there. No, no. I was just cuz I I cuz you're 3 hours ahead of me and I have my time set to the same time. The date's different, but the time's still the same. And um I I thought that because it was like in the it, it was kind of later at night and I went over there for the express one of the reasons why I went over there, not only to visit you, but a big reason was I was going to sell like this horde of oranges that I had in my pockets because uh, they sell for like five times more on other people's islands, or at least people where they don't have the native fruit. So I was like, oh, I won't be able to sell all my oranges. But then I went into the little tent where the the little guys buy stuff and they were there. So I thought I thought maybe uh, we had a misunderstanding. But yeah, I wasn't shop shaming you. I know most people don't have the shop. I don't care about that. I was just talking about the people that buy things. <laughs> yeah, you strolled onto my island like a pimp, and I thought you were shop shaming <laughs> me, but little did I know you were just Dr. Manhattaning out there, experiencing time all at once, however you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have assumed. But moral of the story, I think it's interesting that like the I could play as much as I want, but that doesn't, you know, unless I, you know, become Dr. Manhattan, like Dane over here, Dr. Dane Hatton, Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Manhattan. Uncle Manhattan. Uh, <laughs> uh, then, you know, like I can, I can play as much as I want, but I'm not going to have a house until, you know, until I wake up the next morning. It's a, uh, I've never played a game like this before. It, mm-hmm. It's, it's just a, it's a fun mechanic that um, enforces some things that uh, you wouldn't think would be enforced. But by the end of the weekend, I, I had, I had, I had caught up and I'm basically yeah. caught up with, uh, um, my girlfriend who I'm playing with and uh, uh, Matt's probably a little ahead of me because he's, you know, trying really hard to beat me um, so that he can make fun of me on the podcast. But, beat you. Um, you know, I feel com- yeah, be- beating game. me at Animal Cross. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. So I'm, I'm a day in like the per- most you can get out of each day. I think I'm a whole day ahead of you. Cause I, yeah, I think so played too. nonstop on Thursday when it came out. And I feel like you've only played a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then most of your stuff started on that Friday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. So I'm, I have that ahead. And then I try hearted my house really hard. Like, uh, I paid off a loan every single day, um, over the weekend. Nice. So the first loan and like, I have, I, I have a uh, three bedrooms right now. Basically it's where I'm at. Um, I was able to like, uh, Jeez. get my last lo- bit of my loan paid off the 350,000 one last night. Um, Oh, well, yeah. But now this next one's 500,000 and like, I'm not <laughs> going to be able to do that in one day. Um, yeah. Do you just go catch some oar fish? Yeah. Well, okay, so what's interesting about the progression is, I feel like they designed the game for like uh to to come out on like that Thursday, right? Like <laughs> I feel like the main gameplay loop of um like there was a lot of stuff to do the first day you booted up um and the first night and like even Friday and Saturday there's just stuff for me to do all weekend. Every time I'd log in it'd be like, "Oh, like go do all this stuff so we can um get Blathers to be in town." Oh, 
we have more people coming in, like uh, set up the houses of where they're going to live. And you need to craft all this furniture. Like that day was huge. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big day. But um, starting like today, I really had nothing I could do to move the game forward. There was like really nothing new. Yeah. Like I got a new villager and then there's nothing else. And I think tomorrow it's going to be the same thing because tomorrow I'm going to have that third house. I think that person's moving in and then I wait. I don't think anything's going to happen with that. And I think after they're fully moved in, I think I'm going to get the next like, oh, hey, like uh, we should make more houses so more people can move in or something. Or maybe like I'll get the resident center or something like that. Like, yeah, I, you, don't, you don't have the town hall yet. You still have the, the um, like the little tent right there, right? Yeah, like I think, okay. like, uh, I think we're trying to, no spoilers, um, even though we know it comes. But I, I yeah, think, I was just asking. In my head, I think when I'm gonna get that is after the three people fully move in, or like. Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. After I feel like after you get the town hall, uh, the villager integration becomes a little bit more streamlined, so it's a little bit more clear what you're supposed to be doing every day. But once you like either recruit a villager or whatever uh that's that can only happen once per day like you can't just like move in like eight villagers all at once yeah <laughs> um so it's like one villager a day so you'll be maxed on villagers in in eight days right if you do one villager if you if you're lucky and you get one villager per day yeah and you um, can the easiest way to do that is to go to a um a deserted island. island right yeah yeah, yeah. Because you can just, I mean, like, the core gameplay loop that I've discovered is just get get miles, buy a ticket, go to the island, like, loot the island for everything it's worth, and then go back, sell everything, repeat, you know? Um, but uh, whenever you're looking for villagers, it becomes, oh, now I'm just looking for a good villager. So yeah. you could spend all day, like, farming for the, the villager you really want, um, and maybe get lucky, but... Uh, That's but, a yeah. good... I... I think like in the point I'm at right now, it's not, I did a bunch of islands yesterday and I did two today. I haven't seen anybody on there. And I just realized that's probably because I have people queued to move in and it's not going to show me more until they all get there. Correct. Oh yeah, I bet you're right. You have to have land for sale in order for a villager to be on that island. Oh yeah. Okay. So that means after this next person moves in, I'll probably get like, Nook's going to be like, Hey, put up some more plots. We're going to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I'm excited. The uh, the villagers that I've seen on uh, <clears throat> uh, the deserted islands I've been to have been just back to back so funny. Like <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the the highlight for me has been I so I went to this island and I'm walking around and I don't see anyone. But I keep climbing. Matt gave me a ladder, which I still haven't gotten naturally in the game, but Matt gave me one. And I was just climbing <laughs> up after I looted a whole bunch. And on the very top of this island, there was a squirrel who was dressed like Evil Knievel, who, you know, for our European listeners, uh, was a famous, like, stunt uh, motorcycle guy. I think who wore Europeans just, like, know. <laughs> yeah, we have a huge European audience. And we've actually, in our focus <laughs> testing, they don't know a whole lot about motorsports. So, uh, oh, um, okay. Fun fact, yeah. Dane, we actually got some people from Brazil, uh, thanks to you. So, not what? European, but yeah, <laughs> ever since oh. uh, your first podcast on here, it's like viewing like analytics, it's like, oh, hey, there's we have a lot of 
Brazil oh. listeners? Shout out to Brazil. Wait, really? I oh, yeah. No, I had so many Brazilian. I have a Brazilian fans. Wait a That's second. A Did you just coin that? Did you just coin that? I have a Brazilian fans. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the bad boy of comedy is back. People have been saying that Shut he's up. washed up, that you know, there's no juice left in his tanks. But no, this is this is some good stuff, Dan. You should. Fuck uh, you. What? Dane, that's not very bad boy of comedy of you. No, it's really bad boy. I said the F word. That's a oh, bad actually, boy that, thing to do. That's a naughty that's word. A, that's a good point. I love naughty words. But uh, yeah, so this squirrel guy, uh, he's dressed like Evil Knievel, and I walk up to him, and his name is Agent S. And <laughs> yeah, his name oh. is Agent S. And I'm like, bruh, come to my island. And he's like, <laughs> if I come to your island, I'll be the number one squirrel pop star on that island. And I was like, as far as squirrel pop stars go on my island, you know, there's not yes, a whole lot of competition. Yes, you will be number one, technically. <laughs> um, but yeah, Agent S is uh, moving on to my island tomorrow, and I could not be more excited. Yeah, dude, Very the cool. character design of the villagers has gotten so... I think they, they started doing this a while ago, but for comparing what they were in the GameCube game to what they have now, it's kind of insane, <laughs> like, what they've how they the direction they've gone like there's agent s and then i have this uh, <laughs> this cat named mira right the you remember that villager i have gus oh is it the crossover with rainbow six siege uh where it's mira the operator but basically in she, she's dressed like a power ranger she has a star <laughs> oh, yeah! on her back and her mouth is like on the side of her face oh she's like a yellow bunny but she's like missing like oh yeah like maybe a, she's a incredible. bunny yeah, dude, she she looks weird. I didn't like the way she looked at first because, like, I have a very like normal looking villager, um, Rhino Chad, uh, tank. Yeah, Rhino Chad. His name. Um, oh, and nice. then I and then I got Mira, who is this like crazy Power Ranger looking bunny. And I was like, you're gonna be on the other side of the island, and now I'm gonna put Rhino Chad next to me. But like, <laughs> Mira has hooked me up every day. Like, she's always in her house on her uh, workshop making furniture. And what this is another cool thing, like the little things villagers can do is uh mira's always on her workshop when i talk to her she'll give me like a do-it-yourself card so i can make the thing that she's making and when i go back the next day she has that piece of furniture in her house and Whoa. it's customized with how she wants her house to look so yesterday Whoa. she was making a bookcase and she gave me the card to make the bookcase and then today she had the bookcase in there and it was colored to match like how her house was set up Oh my god, that's so yeah, cute. Yeah, it was really neat. Like some of that stuff is so cool. And I saw the two um I have two like athletic villagers uh on my island and they like are always talking and they'll like like uh I don't know if this is part of how the character's designed or not, but like I have a gorilla, um his name's Al, and he was talking oh to god. Rhino Chad and like he pulled out a dumbbell. And <laughs> 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 it was like that it's so cool and like ah, there's so many. Wait, co- other... Matt, I'd, I'd appreciate it if you what? could mention yeah. uh, Al's butt cheeks. Oh yeah, he has a nice butt. <laughs> it's it's out in full force. What? Um, yeah, he's he's a he's a gorilla character, and like they have um, oh, they for his on his butt, there's just like bare skin. <laughs> oh, okay, that's and awesome. It, yeah, he's pretty cool. Yeah, he's um, dual peaches. You have a very ass themed village. <laughs> yeah, for, for real, dude. And you you can make fruit furniture. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Make peach chairs. Yeah, I have a orange table. It's a big orange slice. That's so neat. This game's so great. Orange, you glad you have a a table? I will say uh, they have improved the villager to villager interaction from previous games. Like, oh yeah, 
there have been a lot of moments where I'm walking by two villagers like talking and then I'll ask one of them what's going on and he'll, he'll, they'll they'll be arguing about some game and then later I'll see one of them like sulking around like they were like fucking mad that they got bested in an argument or something <laughs> and, and that's really funny to like just kind of see on the sidelines but I will say that um if I had to come up with one negative but um not really it doesn't really affect the way that I play the game personally because I don't really interact with the villagers uh too crazy compared to a lot of other people a lot of people like really focus on getting the perfect 10 villagers and like being best friends with all of them and like coming up with this like little self-made lore about the villagers or whatever but um I have noticed that people who'd like to do that kind of thing might be disappointed by the dialogue because I feel like every time you talk to a villager they say like one of three things and most of the time they're like if you're talking to them a lot they're like why are you talking to me so much (laughs) yeah I've noticed that (laughs) That didn't um, happen in other games. Before, they usually had some, you think, like, one of, like, what seemed like 40 unique things to say if you ever talked to them at any given time, and it was really difficult to get a repeat even in the same day. Um, so I don't know um, if because of all of the the mechanical, like, craziness that, like, they added, the of course, the ability to, like, customize everything. They added crafting. I wonder if that took away from the writing because... Uh, it seems like a lot of it's missing to me at least. And the only time that you ever really see that writing flourish or shine is when special events happen. Like if the, the villagers are arguing or if, um, the villager like has like a special thing for you to do, like go hunt for something on the Island. Or if you're giving it a a present, which if you give it a present, they say the exact same thing every time. Uh, so it's not even unique really. (laughs) Um, I don't know, um, if, I, I think that's going to be a kind of a negative uh, um, thing that people focus on when uh, people give this game a few weeks and they realize that the villagers are kind of more one-dimensional than they used to be. Um, my uh, my uncle works at Nintendo, and he was saying that the reason why <laughs> you uh, don't see a lot of dialogue is because they there's not a whole lot of voice actors who can talk that fast. <laughs> uh, I yeah. like to imagine that that's a voice actor. <laughs> I noticed the same thing, um, yeah. I, and I thought maybe it was just because it was early on, and it's kind of sad to know that that it's not gonna. Uh... It doesn't seem to improve. I mean, like I will say that once the villagers get more uh, acclimated to the village itself, they become more like active. I should say, like they don't just wander around as much. A lot of the villagers that live in my town have been like, um, who've been acclimated and are kind of familiar with with everyone, and they're not strangers. Basically, like they've been living there for weeks they do things a lot more than they used to. Like I've noticed that they run around um, like doing the Naruto run and fucking uh, fl- like watering flowers and talking to other villagers or sitting in this, the town square and, and singing or doing curls, like you said. Um, <laughs> so that I feel like improves over time, but the dialogue itself does not improve, which is, I feel like could be disappointed people because I think that that is a, a big draw for a lot of people is to hear all the cute little, funny thing oh yeah villagers no i the dot like one of my favorite moments like from gaming that has just stuck with me for my entire life was playing the original gamecube game i was talking to this one villager named like biscuit and <laughs> he was talking about the river and he was saying something along the lines of like people always say i shouldn't drink water out of the river because i don't know where it came from 
But I knew where it came from. It came from the river. And like, <laughs> and like it was, and it was just you. I never saw that repeated. That was just That's like one point. line that, like, I know how they do it is like personalities, and they'll pull from a pool to say things or something like that. Um, at least that's how it used to work. But like, it used to be so good where you would never really see that stuff repeated or at yeah. least not too often. And like that stuck with me. That was, it was really funny. Like it, it just gave the game so much charm. <laughs> and if, if it's like, it really took a step back, that's really sad. Cause I've already kind of like, especially with what you said about um them saying, don't talk to me. You've talked to me too much. Like, uh, Rhino Chad, I'll go talk to him. He's like, so are we just following me around the village today? Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck you, rude. dude. Call I want to yeah. be your friend. And this, see, that's why I like Mira more because she hasn't said that stuff to me. Probably because mm. I tried to, I tried to avoid her for a while. But oh. uh, I don't, I don't know. Like, I do like the little interactions, but it is, it is a shame if the dialogue's going down. Yeah. Yeah, Dane. I. I I bet you're not too far off because the systems in this game seem so deep. Like, yes, every, it feels like every turn I, I'm playing this game and like I catch a fish and then actually, oh, I don't know. It just feels like there's so like there's so much depth at every every turn, like everything I bring up, you know, and I, I, I bring up I, what's some what's some mechanic like uh like for instance, I Matt showed me his museum. I hadn't seen the museum, and there's like twenty rooms in this freaking museum. And like, yeah. I don't know. There's just so much content in this game that I, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it if uh, they had to mm-hmm. cut something and they just cut like the dialogue engine or whatever. I have a feeling because they delayed it once. I have a feeling that they delayed it because maybe there was some integral part of the game that wasn't finished. So I actually feel like they skimped it because they had like they delayed it once and they are like we're not delaying it again uh it's coming out when it's coming out um they might have cut that content with or they might have not gotten around to the writing portion maybe they saved the writing for last because like obviously that's really easy to implement so that they figured let's just save the writing for last or whatever maybe the writing team wasn't done by the time the game was set to launch and it just didn't make it into the final game. However, um, I have high hopes that maybe that team is still finishing up their writing and maybe we'll get it as a patch. Uh, and mm. I can I can only hope that that would be something they do, especially if people criticize uh, later on down the line the lack of writing in the game because um, I can see that being a pretty easy update to implement because they basically just have to have a writing team like do a bunch of... Um, little things for them to say like you come up with like 40 or 50 different little lines for every villager to say which i mean can take maybe a few months <laughs> to do all that like i could probably do that if i was a talented writer it'd probably be be a lot better than you know what i could come up with but i can at least come up with like a bunch of little tiny things for people to say that's not really game design that's just writing right so i feel like if they if they were to introduce that as a patch then that would be the perfect solution i think because it's not I don't think it's it's saying too much to to just kind of give people what they expect from the Animal Crossing villagers. What would be really cool because I know like the uh, the deserted islands and this this is another thing that's just crazy deep. Like there's the deserted islands that, as you were saying in last week's podcast, are uh, randomly generated, which yes. you know adds so much depth to everything. The conversation with how many like I don't know how many villagers there are, but 
I know there's at least one for every day of the year because you can go on the Animal Crossing wiki and look up who's what villager uh, has your same birthday. And a lot of times there's multiple on like there's two villagers on my birthday. Um, It'd be cool if they figured out a way to do some randomly generated um, like conversation pieces. That doesn't seem too far off for a company like <laughs> like Nintendo an a, like an, for an AI to develop it. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that would that be an like interesting a cool little. Yeah, that would be interesting. I would like to see that, but I don't know if it would be appropriate for Animal Crossing, but it would be interesting nonetheless. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, it's an AI that doesn't just become racist somehow, like a lot of the ones you see, <laughs> like Tay, <laughs> like Tay, Microsoft's Tay. Um, that <laughs> well, isn't Microsoft's Tay based on user input? Like yes, and it's a learning. So I mean, like, there's a bunch of fucking crazy racist people who probably just sit there and teach you to be racist. So it wouldn't be the same, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, if it's watching like Matt and I's game, like we take our pants off and chase chase each other with axes. So like, okay, (laughs) anything could happen on this horizon. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Dane, I think you're right about how they're gonna do it. I like, I wouldn't be surprised if because they already kind of expressed with like how the holidays are gonna work that we're adding stuff to this game for at least for a year. Um, yes. I wouldn't be surprised if they just dropped new dialogue into the game every time there's a holiday just to keep yeah. it fresh. Just yeah, to, like, exactly. That way, That'd be really cool. like right now there's dialogue um, that's going on and maybe that won't be the dialogue that's in the game come uh, July. Right. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they're going to shift it. Yeah. Like the fourth, like the, I think the next big event is 4th of July. Right. So, um, Oh, isn't there an Easter they... Isn't there like oh a yeah, bunny yeah. Fest they call it bunny. They call it bunny day in the game. But yeah, if they do, if they just go to the writing team, right, and be like, "So what do you guys have? We'll put it in, <laughs> and then keep working on it, and then come Fourth of July, we'll put what you guys have in then, and just keep building it up and building it up." I think that that's totally reasonable, at least from my stupid perspective. I mean, it could be and, a little uh, harder than that, but I have no idea. Matt, uh, Matt was Matt and I were talking off pod about um, the development team. He was saying he was thinking the uh, the Splatoon team is involved with the development of New Horizons. No, they made and... it. It is the Splatoon team. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's really. a team. The Splatoon team just put out some awesome content for Splatoon 2. I mean, that game is like similar to Animal Crossing. just has a ton of depth with the fashion that you can have, the customization mm. you can have. Really cool. Like, I don't know if you guys have played Splatoon, but there's like you like make designs um, on the touchscreen and then like the designs of other players are like on billboards all over the city um there's like tons of like fashion you can have like fake easy boots and stuff it's crazy I have, <laughs> I have noticed i have uh able shop so i'm able to see like uh the rounds on like what they've added to the game and man there's some surprisingly modern stuff <laughs> like I, I don't know why but um i shouldn't be surprised because it's a modern game and you can have a smartphone in this game but um like, i don't know i'm used phone, to you mean i'm used to like seven years ago like animal crossing items being like just kind of normal yeah clothes with but, the weird like kind of out there like <laughs> yeah furniture sets you know but yeah the clothes the, were pretty straightforward the clothes were straightforward and then occasionally you get a weird one like you could wear like a weird mask or something like there yeah. there was a there wasn't a whole lot of deviation on like strangeness but man now that you're mentioning um like the splatoon team and their focus on fashion and stuff um, it really does show in this game, I think. Once you guys get able shopping, you can see what I'm talking about, but I'm not going to spoil anything specific, but it's like the clothing is so like um, diverse, I want to say. Um, and it's also just surprisingly modern. Like I was saying, it's it's um, it's weird to see clothes that is like fashionably relevant now 
in Animal Crossing, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like um, when I came to your town yesterday, uh, while I was there, whatever day that was, um, mm-hmm. they had clothes that looked like the Inklings from Splatoon. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh. Like, or not like, not it made you look like an Inkling, but it looked like something an Inkling would wear. And I oh, saw that okay. and I was like, that. This is Splatoon. This is the Splatoon influence right here. <laughs> this is a Splatoon game. This is Splatoon 3. Yeah, I, I love Splatoon. I got Splatoon 2 right when it came out. I never played the first game, but um, big advocate for that game. Go check it out. Um, I've never played it. But yeah. Oh, it's really cool. If you like shooting things with ink, um, it's your kind of game. I don't really like playing with a controller uh, in aiming games, but uh, I might I might give it a try. Oh, if it goes the aiming's sale. very the aiming is uh, different. Yeah, the it's... So the competitive scene in that game, I think it was decided that the best way to play was with motion controls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, that makes sense actually. Because you, I feel like you would be able to have more accuracy. <laughs> yeah, no, for real, they would like you like have to tilt your controller around to like aim better, and that's just such a like when I was first playing it, that felt just so foreign and bizarre. But I can see why that'd be good. Yeah. It's just interesting, you know that that's <laughs> that's the best way to do it. Yeah, I think Animal Crossing seems like it's in really good hands. The uh, the Splatoon team, um, in all of the uh, like press conferences, the Nintendo Directs, and uh, like they would have tournaments that they hosted for Splatoon Two. The team seemed super enthusiastic. Were really into like I remember the uh, I forget the outfit the guy wore, but the guy who like created Splatoon was wearing some like in universe costumes to like the big international tournament uh, last year. Um, it's just very wholesome. So I. I I think Animal Crossing, A, is in really good hands, and B, I think we have some awesome stuff to look forward to if it's anything like Splatoon 2. That's great. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what what patches they put out because, honestly, like, <laughs> in my opinion, I think that the, the uh, aside from the writing, like, the game is perfect. <laughs> There's not really anything that I could think of that they would add. <laughs> so what, what, uh, what, One thing that's, not to bring up Splatoon too much, but... A cool concept in Splatoon 2 was there was these competitions, like global competitions, where you would, like, the first one, I think, was, uh, it was, like, Team Mayo versus Team Ketchup. Yep. And you <laughs> boot the game up. One. Yeah, you boot the game up, and, like, it asks you, are you two Team Mayo or Team Ketchup? And you choose one, and then for the next, like, week or two, your ink is, like, the color of the, the team that you chose, and at the end of the week, like the total like area splatted by players on each team is tallied up across the world. And the team that has the most like splattage like wins and you get something. <laughs> and it's this big like like Twitter was crazy with like mayo versus ketchup stuff. So <laughs> Animal Crossing, this it seems like a perfect kind of venue for that kind of thing. Like there's really awesome multiplayer integration with this game. Um, yeah. So I could see them doing stuff like that. And uh, you, you've you played a lot of Pocket Camp, yeah? Oh my gosh, yeah. And that's actually why I was t- so surprised to hear y'all talking about how the uh, the dialogue options are so limited and you're kind of not discouraged from talking with villagers, but you're not encouraged from talking with them a bunch because in Pocket Camp, the whole game is basically just like talk with someone, see what they want, give them what they want, see what else they want, give them that, and then they're, they're your friend a little more. Yeah, yeah. Like the relationship, yeah, yeah. I could see that. What I mean is like um and you have you have you played like um New Leaf before? Uh I played a little bit of it, but I played Pocket Camp a ton in the so, past month or two. Yeah, in New Leaf and especially a lot of the games that came before it, um 
because uh, it, my theory is because the game is pretty one dimensional. I mean, I mean, it had been one dimensional until recently, <laughs> um, but uh, it was pretty pretty simplistic. Like you just you know you have to pay your loan, you catch fish and catch bugs, and the main draw is is interacting with villagers. So that's where I feel like they put the majority of the content in other games because they had to make up for almost a lack of, of complexity. So I think that as the game gets more technically complex, <laughs> they've kind of strayed away from the dialogue. But I don't know. I feel like that's that's also so important to Animal Crossing, not only because it's it makes the game more interesting, and it makes the inter- and like it makes the residents of your village more interesting, but because it has so much like historical um, and cultural relevance. Like there, there, there's not really any real reason to make the villagers less, uh, less complicated because nobody complained about that. <laughs> like that was the main draw of the game. So. Well, yeah, I feel like the reason, if anything, um, that it's just time. they are that way. Yeah, it's time. Cause like, like you were saying, the games before it was really like do the simple chore loop and talk to the villagers, and that was the charm that got you to stay there. And I think they realized, kind of with New Leaf, with how you could customize your village a bit more with the public works and whatnot, mm-hmm. and then finally seeing how most people just use this game to like, for like creative expression through like designing your house or designing patterns. They just leaned completely into the customization and design aspect in this game. Yes, like, like the pro designer, it's amazing. Oh um, man! Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, the, the I have terif- I'm afraid to like mess around with that because oh. I feel like I'm gonna be there for days. <laughs> I spent an hour making a hat last night. <laughs> Your um, hat looks great. It's a very yeah, cool hat. I'm very proud of it. I show it to people and they're like, "Oh, that's cool." It's like, no, that's not the response I wanted. I wanted you to be like, "That's awesome." I, that's how I feel about it, man. It looks so good. Um, but uh, but yeah, like this game, like they like. It, they leaned into the creativity aspect of it so much yeah. like with terraforming and like choosing where houses yes. are. Like if anything, that's what oh, took man. away from the dialogue. Cause the real draw of this game is like designing the village. Like that's, yes. that's kind of why you would play this game or, or keep playing it, it, you know? Cause this is the first game where you're, des- where you create the village from scratch, right? Yeah. Yes. Designing the village as a whole is very much a new concept because your village was pretty much rock solid in other games. Like you picked the village layout and then villagers move wherever the fuck they want. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, and basically just deal with it. And the most customization that you could have in those games was making your house look cool. However, and I was going to say, there are a few people who they've seen how the customization aspect has moved kind of not away from the house because the, the, the happy home designer style, um, house designing thing is like really really cool as well and it's in depth and like it it obviously gives you a lot of freedom to to really make it your own however i'm not sure what you're talking about the happy home what well there was a there was a secondary game i never played it called happy home designer that was basically just animal crossing without everything else and it just made the you basically just designed houses and um it was basically just a little spinoff game but the way that you design your house is very much uh, r- like reminiscent of the way that you played that game, right? Like yeah, you like could... when you go into your house, if you press down on the D-pad, it will do this overhead view where you can drag furniture rather than... Because before, the way you would design your house, would you would place an item and you had to use your character to push it somewhere. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's so annoying. You can still do that, but it's so You tedious. can, yeah. but that was the only way that you could 
you could place furniture. So this is like, uh, uh, it's like a next level in designing your house. However, that aside, the island is massive and you can literally do whatever you want with the island. Once you unlock, I have to stress to you guys, No, I'm not going to spoil anything specific, but the there are so many different ways that you can design your island that it it's actually like mind boggling. I'm having trouble trying to figure out like what to do with it because there's so many different things I can do. And I mean, like I was considering making like a giant maze. I was considering making a, a huge mountain that you can scale. Oh, cool. I, like you can do whatever you want, literally. And so there were some people I saw online whenever they found out that you could basically just do whatever you want with your island. They were just like, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to pay for a house. I'm going to live in a tent the whole time. So I was going <laughs> to say, uh, August, like if you wanted, like you could very easily just never pay for a house. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I thought it was kind of like a thing you had to do to progress the game. It's no. like the classic way, which I think it's new in this game is, uh, when you pay off your house, you don't need to take out another loan before. I think Nook would like almost, he would give always... you the option. Yeah. Oh, he would. Okay. I always, I just, Oh, th- oh, uh, no, no. I mean, now. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think in, like, at least in the GameCube game, like, he just oh. was like, oh, I already I already built the new part of your house. So, I already got the, like, the construction crew coming. So, it's going to be another this much. Like, I see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In this game, it's like, house, your loan's paid off, and you have to go back to talk to Nook again for him to tell you there's an upgrade, and then talk to him <laughs> again to get the loan. Like, yes. you don't need to do that. And, like, what I thought was interesting is, like, you are so far ahead Yet, I think my house is bigger than yours now. It is, yeah. yeah. I only have one room. <laughs> and, the, and the only reason I haven't bothered upgrading is because all my money, one, is going towards bridges and inclines. And two... <laughs> uh, and and two, relocating uh, your house. The, the main reason for me, at least, right, because I don't really have that much furniture in my house. I, like I have more than enough room to, to put whatever I want to put in there. But the main reason for me to upgrade my house from this point on is to just upgrade the storage capacity. And I haven't run out of storage yet, so... There hasn't really been a big reason for me to start dumping $300,000 into a new room. So, <laughs> yeah, I do think it's kind of interesting, like, the, the the effects that the time travel has had on where I'm allocating money because um, it's uh, it's not gone towards my house, that's for sure, because the house is, like, old news, right? Like, to me, at least. The house is, like, that can wait, right? But the island, man, that's a whole, that's a whole other can of worms, like, that is i mean i i'm spending days working on like just one section right just making it look great and i'm uh, so excited for that part that's gonna be so it's cool. yeah it's it's so fun it's it's basically what makes the game fun for me i can't even describe it it's, Dan, uh, i think it's awesome i think you've got to be careful because first you know the first day right now you're talking about how excited you are to manage this island <laughs> and next thing you know, man, you're going to turn into Tony Schlub's character in the Scooby-Doo live action movie where he's this power hungry <laughs> robot who has Scrappy Doo inside of his brain, you know, pulling <laughs> no, no, the strings no, no, no. and manipulating supernatural forces. See, I'm I'm just the construction worker. See, in my mind, canonically, I've already uh, so I have this villager. His name's Elvis and he's Sick. a lion um, and he, he's where <laughs> he wears a king's outfit. And um and he's very mean to me, but I like the way he looks, and I like his name, and I really like his house because his house looks like kind of like it's a royal house. So oh, canonically, sick. in my mind, he's the king of my village, <laughs> and I'm just the construction worker. <laughs> so, oh, that's so funny. 
<laughs> so I don't even take responsibility. I don't. I won't go power hungry. It's King. It's it's Elvis who who will uh who will, the power will go to his head. Although I don't know. I've I've only ever seen him walking along the beach and like smelling flowers and stuff. So I don't know how much ruling he's doing. How much power? I think that's what head. that's generally what kings do. I think. As far as I'm, <laughs> I think so. as far as I'm aware. Yeah. I like how rude he is, though. I think it's really funny. <laughs> like, it, with any other villager, it would be annoying. But with him, for some reason, I'm like, I, he gets away with it because he's the king. He's he's wearing a king's outfit, and he's a lion. His name's Elvis. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm cool with that. That's so great. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, speaking of headcanon, I, uh, so I, I have the one headcanon thing I've come up with so far is that you the player character are not the only one donating to the museum. So you go into the museum, you catch one anchovy and all of a sudden your museum has like 10,000 anchovy, you know, <laughs> swirling around. So my headcanon is that all the other villagers are also donating anchovy, <laughs> donating bugs. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not as exciting as Elvis, but only after you donate. Yeah. I mean, they're doing it. To, I think they're basically doing it to inflate your ego as the player character to keep yeah. you, you know, like giving them free stuff and like being nice to them. <laughs> These are all just people manipulating you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's my headcanon. Not quite as fun as Elvis, the the, the, the mean king. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matt, do you have any headcanon? Um, no, I just like to talk to my, my rhino chat and my uh, gorilla chat. I feel like I've had the rhino before. He sounds familiar. What's his name again? I, uh, Tank. I think it's Tank. Tank. I th- I'm pretty sure I've had him in New Leaf at least once i have a crossover from i had a villager uh that stayed a while in my new leaf world um her name was ketchup and it was a <laughs> it's a duck that has I've like had a, ketchup it's like a ketchup yeah it's a duck. red it's a red duck with like a green tuft of hair so she looks like a tomato and she thinks she's oh a pop star <laughs> and i was like oh my god it's i found her on the island i was like holy shit it's ketchup you're coming to my island right now oh my god this is awesome so that's like the him, her and King are like the two main villagers that I, I'm excited about. All the rest can can move out if they want. But uh, yeah, those two, I'm hoping I'm hoping I can get them to stay for as long as I want them to. Is there a way to get people to stay? Get villagers. You just got to be nice like? to them. Like if they if they ask you to 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 deliver something, you do it. They ask you to play a game, you do it. Um, I, I think especially like also if you see that they have fleas, uh, catch the flea off of them, uh, like do little nice things that. for like, just do little nice things for him. Um, if you refuse a lot of this stuff, um, or if they try and give you a gift and you refuse it, I think that that might negatively affect them. So also, I think that, um, uh, one of the major prompts is, uh, whenever you talk to a villager is it gives you the option to give them something. So if you do that as often as possible to the people that you want to stay, then I think it might. Um, have some effect on it i don't know i was talking to my friend leah who's a big uh big fan of animal crossing so she knows a lot of the mechanics of old games in and out and she said that it's kind of a mystery with this new game what influences villagers to stay and and go because i think that you used to be able to influence villagers to go away pretty easily apparently by running into them like by sprinting and running into them at full speed (laughs) and that would like negatively affect their disposition towards you so if you did that enough then that might help, but she said that that might not be a thing anymore because they they took out a lot of the ways that running around your island negatively affects things. Like they don't, they used to have it so if you were sprinting in grass, if you sprinted in, enough in that one spot for long enough, then it would make like a little dirt path naturally over time. Oh, um, that doesn't happen anymore. Also, I think you used yeah, to be able it to turns destroy out it was flowers. A bad idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Because, like, yeah, you. I saw some screenshots where it's, like, the. it's a cool concept. Like, oh, yeah, where you run, that's where the path should be, right? Like, but sure. then what ends up happening is your entire island turns to mud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you're running everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Not a great concept. I'm glad that they got rid of it. I'm also glad they got rid of it. Uh, rid of. I mean, if you run through a patch of flowers enough times, you'll knock the petals off and it'll take two days to regrow it. But before you just straight up would delete the entire flower if you ran through it. So oh, they got rid of that. Yeah, you if oh, you run through know. a patch of flowers, it just knocks the petals off and they'll just regrow later. Oh, okay, good. Um, I've been like avoiding running through my flowers because I didn't want them to disappear. So I mean, you you should avoid it just because it makes the flower flower look ugly. But um, yeah, <laughs> it won't it won't ruin the it won't just delete the flower out of existence okay, like good. it used that's to, which good. is good. But that being said. I think that they might have removed the uh, she she has a speculation that they might have removed the ability to get rid of villagers by running into them repeatedly because um it's something that people probably did on accident and I find myself running into villagers on accident all the time so and sometimes after I and just to be safe if I accidentally run into a villager I like I'll just immediately talk to them and see if I can give them something to like offset it but <laughs> buy them um, off yeah exactly sorry i ran into it. here's a sweater yeah i think they limited the way you, you can lose your villagers because i think they know a lot of people do like to keep certain ones because i yes. remember in the gamecube game you could have a villager move out to a friend's town just yeah. randomly by them like talking <laughs> to them and sending them a letter like you could just steal villagers from your friends <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah, it's like <laughs> i i'm pretty sure they're like okay we're not gonna do that and i think in new leaf you could even like report people for being mean and isabel would kick them out or something yes oh my gosh yeah. um there is an option not not it's not the, as mean as that there is an option similar to that and i'm not really sure what it does uh, because I did it on a villager and nothing happened, so uh, I don't know. Uh, That's anyway, Elvis overruled you. <laughs> yeah, maybe, oh, maybe he point. likes the villager. I was trying to get rid of this horse. There's this horse. Every time I see her, she freaks me out. Her name's Victoria, <laughs> and she's wearing like one of those horse like masks that they wear in races. But because it's a cartoon, it's like cartoonishly blown up and it's like colorful, so it just looks like an S and M mask to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like there's this horse with an S and M mask running around my island, I and doing the Naruto run, and I'm, I'm it's like really freaking me out. Have you ever seen like one of your villagers doing the Naruto run? It really pisses yeah. me off when I see it. I've only seen what? the villagers I, I hate that. do it. I don't know what it is, but the villagers I don't like. Like there are two villagers that I just want to move out right now, and they they always do that stupid run. <laughs> I think they do it to just make me mad. <laughs> I've never seen any of the cool villagers do it. Yeah, the, <laughs> there it is. Victoria. I just posted it. <laughs> yeah. Every time I oh see God. that horse, I'm like, uh, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> that horse straight up looks like the gimp from Pulp Fiction. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's a, immediately what comes to mind. I think of, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah. Well, I have had, well, Rodney... My experience so far with a villager moving out is Rodney came up to me and said, um, I was thinking about moving out. What do you think? And there's an option to say stay. And I, I didn't care about him moving. And I was like, well, I'll, I'll see if I can island hop for a better villager. So I said yes. And he took a day to move out. So, um, so, sad. <laughs> so I don't know if it'll be like abrupt like it used to be. Like where it's just like we'll log in and then that villager's just straight up gone. 
and there's a, like a letter in your mailbox saying I decided to move out. <laughs> like I don't think that that I don't think that that's going to happen in this game. I think that they'll give you a chance to approve whether they move out or not. But I don't know if that's just the instance that I had with with Rodney because maybe we might have been better friends than I thought we were or something. I don't know. And so he gave me the chance. But I don't know. I don't know. It's it's up in the air. Well, that kind of a new mystery. That like that leads into just like the a really cool feeling I've had so far is that there's this great like community discovery aspect of the game where because it's all in mm-hmm. real time that you're just discovering all this stuff like a lot uh, you know when everyone else is so like you said your friend you know is this big expert but even she doesn't you know doesn't know how yeah. all these systems work yet so it's like we're all figuring it out together yes it is exciting and and it is also frustrating because i'm so conditioned to being able to look up information on stuff that it is it does suck whenever i'm like i'm i'm looking up the prices for some some bugs and stuff and it's just not listed yeah and i'm like what the hell i have to like go and find out <laughs> i was noticing that too to about some stuff like uh what was it i was looking up something like um the optimal way to plant trees in this game because my orchard wasn't growing and the way that ah. i used to do it wasn't working so i was looking it up and it's not there so i just got to figure it out and then it's like this takes days. This actually takes days for me to test and like figure it out. Yeah. So, yes. Uh, I was uh, I was doing something similar with um, with flowers, breeding flowers. I was looking up the optimal flower breeding uh, way, and there are certain flowers that aren't in older older games. Um, like the chrysanthemum is my my native flower, and that's a new flower in the Animal Crossing world. So, oh, cool. So no one really knows exactly how they breed. So I have this little patch of land set up where I have all of the different chrysanthemum colors uh, arranged in, a, in an optimal breeding pattern with every color touching each other. Like I have, you know, red and red and yellow. I have white and white. I have white and yellow. I have red and white. I have like every combination that I can think of. And I'm just watering them every day trying to see if something happens. Uh, because, oh, that's so exciting. Because no one knows what what the breeding pattern is the breeding pattern is different for every flower so like roses have like a really expansive breeding pattern and then other flowers have like maybe one or two so um yeah i'm excited i'm every time i every time i i skip forward i go and look at that patch and uh i'm like i wonder what's gonna happen i wonder what's gonna pop out what color what color's gonna happen yeah it's a cool color (laughs) see that's why i love this game all that discovery and this like just so many new things so great you know this is like how the first humans must have felt when they were settling you know the world for the first time (laughs) i wonder if i if i plant this corn seed if anything will grow (laughs) yeah i'll have to wait a year they had it hard whatever but at least they didn't have to social distance like we do you Mm. know what i mean I love social distancing. Yeah, can we so just far keep, it's been great. Can we just keep doing this even after the coronavirus is over? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like I've been doing it even before the coronavirus. I was practicing, and... <laughs> so it's paying off. Yeah, it seems like you've been doing a great job. Um, my I friend... Uh, like I've been doing a great job. My friend was calling me earlier panicked because his work said that he could work from home if he had a big enough desk, and I guess he doesn't have one. <laughs> um, so he was just like, dude, like... Can you help me? Like, I need to find a desk. <laughs> like, he really, really, really wants to work from home. He's, like, super excited about it. Uh, is I, this your he, friend in he's... Animal Crossing or a friend in the real world? No, this is real world. <laughs> um, Dude, and, uh, awesome. I need a desk. No, he, he said that he couldn't find – he needed it by tonight. 
So oh he s- he couldn't find a desk in time. So he said that he went dumpster diving and he found a desk. Are you wow. serious? That's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> He's like, there was a couple cigarette butts on it, but it works. <laughs> oh man, it gives it character. It gives it character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thought that was really funny. Like people, people have been wanting to work from home like forever, and this is finally like. I think that this is this is the event that will prove to most companies that working from home is actually a viable and cheaper option for their employees because they're forced to do it now. But then after this is over, they'll be like, actually, keep working from home. I kind of like uh, you not coming to work and, and <laughs> you doing the same amount of work from home and you being happier. You know, I think that's going to be I think that's legitimately what's going to happen. And I'm kind of not grateful that the, the virus happened, but I think that it was kind of like a social experiment that needed to happen and it forced us to do that. Yeah, it was just one big prank from Mother Nature that is yeah, us so yeah. much. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Mother Nature. You had to kill off a couple boomers, but we did it. Oh my god. Yeah, the real <laughs> I, uh... the real best part of working from home is like now on my lunches or like if I want to take a break before I would like eat food and maybe watch a YouTube video. Now I can mm-hmm. like my friends are all working from home, so I get on Discord and I can like play a round of TFT or play animal crossing like now i'm checking my turnip prices before i start working (laughs) and at lunch every day um yeah yeah, it's like it's great because i can just do what i want um and like especially since what i do is kind of flexible it's like i can i can do this stuff now it's like before i would like and it's not a problem with the switch because i guess i could bring with me but i don't want to be that guy that's like bringing this switch to switch work, yeah. <laughs> yeah playing in the yeah cabinet. you don't want to be that guy <laughs> yeah. it's like the it's like the fedora kid but you know more techie yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. yeah matt i saw you online during my lunch break when i hopped into animal crossing to do some like fishing or or whatever while i was uh you know munching on munching on lunch and it was just like with all the crazy stuff happening in the world, it was such a nice little, ah, all my friends are online playing Animal Crossing at lunch on a yes. Monday. This is so great. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, see, that's the downside, though. It's really hard to stop. It's like, that's taken some discipline where it's like, yeah. oh, man, you know what? This meeting's really boring. You know what would be really fun right now? Could do a little bit of fishing, you know? <laughs> reorganize my orchard. <laughs> I mean, at least you guys are still working. I have a bunch of work to do on. I have to edit uh that documentary I, I haven't done any editing since this game come out, game came out i have not oh, been do, productive do you have any uh fun uh spoilers fun uh hints you can drop about what you're editing sure well it's a documentary about uh, it's like a full force part two right which um, was the you did that with idubs yeah but it's not it's not about yourself fatty it's just a different character this time i'm not gonna say who it is because i don't I don't think that that would be appropriate, but it is going to be, um, I, I will say that it will be different in tone because it's not, uh, it's not as, as ridiculous of a character as, as, um, Airsoft Fatty was. It's more, I'd say it's more toned back and more, and more strange Oh, that's and, gonna be and awesome. awkward, I guess it's, <laughs> I'd say Uh-oh. if, if, if Airsoft Fatty if Airsoft Fatty's documentary was like trailer park boys, then this one is going to be more like the office. If that makes sense. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's exciting. That's exciting. If I had to do a comparison. <laughs> oh my god, dude! When I first saw Full Force, I, I thought that was just such in, like an amazing video. Like I just I love the whole concept. Like this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and then it turns out that you edited it. I was like, what? <laughs> what is this world? Yeah, yeah. 
it is a small world after all. Um, we are trying to go through this process. It's kind of interesting to talk about it. It's we're. I came up with the the. I, I pointed out to Ian that. Um, I mean, we used all like for reference we, for on full force. We used all free rights music. Like we went onto, you know, a free music site, and we basically just pulled music from there that was appropriate. And um, on this one, I I'm going to do a majority of that. But I point out to Ian, I was like, you know, I've been watching some documentaries and I'm watching some movies and and I'm, I'm watching a lot of indie movies lately and and they have real songs in their they have real songs they have like songs that you recognize and songs that you've heard before and i was like how much would it be to license a song uh and and make it so that we don't have to lose out on all of our ad revenue by putting it in our video um and so we were looking into that like we hired a lawyer and we we've been really looking into um like licensing real music for these documentaries because i think that i mean it's such a small thing but i truly do believe that like it gives it gives a small it gives a certain amount of legitimacy Oh, that, yeah, sure. that I don't think you see in a lot of YouTube videos. I think that YouTube videos, everybody's kind of used to hearing just stock music, but people don't use real songs and videos anymore because that gets your video demonetized. And it makes sense because people are only making, most of the people who make videos only make videos to make money. So they're never going to make a video that's going to endanger their ability to copyright uh, or to claim their video. Um, but I, I feel like there, there must be a way. <laughs> I was like, there has to be a way to to license music for a YouTube video, like legally. Oh, so for we were sure. looking into that, and it is going to be expensive, especially the songs that I want to use. But um, <laughs> but it, I think that it might be worth it, <laughs> um, because uh, we have a relatively larger budget than most YouTube videos do, so it it might work out. But at the same time, it's like it's still a weird process. Like working with lawyers uh, is not. I I don't know. Like they're nice people, but it's such a weird process. Like it's weeks in between hearing answers about things. It's very, for my impatient brain, it's annoying. But it's a it's Have an you interesting tried little time traveling. <laughs> I want to. I want to time travel <laughs> forward to hear from the lawyer, like about the email that he may or may not have gotten from UMG about some song that they have the rights to inexplicably, even though the song was made so long ago. I don't know. It's it's a very strange situation that um. That I know is probably pretty normal for people who make like movies and stuff, but it's weird making a YouTube video and 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 being involved in such high level shit already. But um, but it's exciting. It's new information, and the main reason we wanted to do is just find the answer because I, I you can look this stuff up online. Like, how much would it cost to license a song? And the the answer is always it depends. So yep. we were we were like, all right, well, let's get involved. Let's find out an actual number from the people who own songs <laughs> and and take and do that take that into account and figure something out um yeah so it's that's been an interesting process that's pretty different for me i, th- I think you're right though about it lending credibility because like something after you watch enough youtube you can like like oh these guys like the same stock music eh <laughs> like like <laughs> yes. you hear it a couple times and you're like this is a this is a real popular stock song yeah, it is. It is kind of, and especially for someone um, who who edits and stuff, and and I, I've heard so much stock music, I recognize it in other people's videos, and it stands out, and it's kind of annoying because it's, it, I don't know, I, I, I think personally, music makes a movie most of the time, um, unless you're No Country for Old Men, um, but it's uh, <laughs> the soundtrack was fire, 
Um, so I think that it's kind of sucks that YouTube, uh, even the YouTube videos that try and take themselves relatively seriously are still kind of forced to use this selection of like, like mediocre music. And, uh, I'm hoping that we can pull this off because it might, it might inspire people to actually do the work and license music, like real music and, and just take that into account for their budget. Cause I mean, people have budgets for all different types of videos right uh and so i think that it would only be appropriate to use that budget on music that is actually fun to listen to that people like <laughs> rather than just you know the same ukulele song over and over again you know yeah and i mean you're talking about you know like oh we're making a youtube video it would lend some credibility to this but you know i watched full force and you know i that's as good a documentary as you know any documentary i've ever seen it just happens to be on youtube so the more you can do to get more people to realize that i think the better well, thank you. Yeah, and it's a. It. I think that it is an important, at least for me. I. I believe this. It could be totally wrong, but I think that it's an important step in legitimizing YouTube as a platform, because, uh, I don't know. Maybe people don't take YouTube seriously because nobody can license music. <laughs> I know that that might be a, a thing. It might not be a real thing, but I think that it, it might. Uh, it, I don't know. I think it could be a. Um, like a subconscious thing, right? You you watch movies and they have licensed music and then you watch YouTube videos and they don't. So I feel like in people's minds, music, or, or I'm sorry, movies, like real movies have more legitimacy automatically. Or you could even say the same thing about TV, which I think is more comparable to YouTube actually rather than movies. But like you watch a TV show and there's a part in the TV show where they play some like Weezer song in the background and they had to license that song, but they did it because they knew that it would make the scene work. And, uh, you can't do that with YouTube videos because <laughs> you'll get claimed. And so I feel like when you're watching a TV show, that's the thing that stands out is like, Oh, they're using real pop culture music and stuff and, and stuff that I recognize. And it makes the, makes the experience more fun. But with YouTube videos, it's like, nobody does that because they can't, uh, or they just don't go out of their way to, to try and do what we're doing. Maybe there's a reason for, Maybe there's a reason for it. That also came up between me and Ian is like, maybe there's a reason people don't license music for YouTube. Uh, and we may have run into that reason, which is that it's expensive, but I don't think it's any more expensive than the budget for a lot of like uh, Ian, like iDub sized YouTube channels. Personally, I think that that's totally affordable for most, like for instance, like Mr. Beast, right? Like he could, he'd license, you know, some, some, uh, some Kanye Trees. song or something, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could license some trees. No, I mean like, yeah, you could, he could at any point you could license like you know any music to use. I'm sure he has enough money for it, but he doesn't for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, when you when when movies or you know whatever media gets a cool song, like you think of like examples I can think of that you know, are still talked about, or like the last episode of The Sopranos, how it ends with you know <laughs> don't stop believing that whole thing you know we might get claimed for just me singing that because it was so you know kind of like on tone and like very accurate you sounded song, exactly like journey when you said that so yeah yeah gonna I, have to bleep that whole part but yeah, yeah we can bleep most of this podcast honestly but <laughs> <laughs> um like uh I, a, a recent example i think of that created this meta narrative around the the piece of media itself was uh the movie waves um which came out recently i still um, have to see that yeah, I, I haven't seen it either. But for a movie I haven't seen, I know a lot about it because there was this whole um, hype around it, around uh, Frank Ocean, who's one of my favorite artists. But he, for the first time, 
like opened up his uh songwriting like book and let the filmmakers uh use any of his music they wanted in the in, oh, the, awesome. in the movie yeah and there's like there's kanye west music in that in that movie there's frank ocean music in that movie so on top of this movie getting accolades for uh the performance well, it's like in the an movie indie itself, movie like that's the same guy that made like Cretia and stuff like yeah yeah, it's like an up and coming filmmaker. Yeah, and it it I had this love, whole new Krisha. level of I haven't coolness. seen any of the other ones, but I've heard Waves is super good. It has an awesome cast, yes. and you know I want to watch it partly because <laughs> I love the music. So yeah, yeah. Um, if, I mean, it's pretty cool the stuff you can do with music and movies. You know, related to that, I, I was watching um, the Florida Project, which came out a few years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the movie opens with Celebration by Cool and the Gang. It just opens with that whole song being played over the credits, like it's the credits song. And I was like, this movie was made on like a shoestring budget. It was made probably with less than like a hundred thousand dollars. And I'm like, dude, if they're licensing <laughs> these these songs, then like, how come I can't do that? Like, it 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 makes me it it makes my creative brain explode. I'm like, I want to be able to do that. And so far, I've edited an entire sequence with a song, and um, both Ian and Ben, who I've showed it to, really really like it, and they're like, we have to try as hard as we can to keep the song in this this uh, video because it really legitimizes it. it makes it seem like a real thing and it's exciting to see and uh i don't know i think it would be worth it even if it costs us uh you know more money than we are probably comfortable spending <laughs> i feel like it may in the end be worth it i think that that's the the consensus between me and my partners is like yeah it might it might run us a few uh few bucks but you, if I, you know, darn it, this this is a this is a good idea. <laughs> so it, if you get a good deal, maybe you can reuse it in a future video too. <laughs> maybe, maybe, and there and there might actually be options like there's licensing and then there's ah, man, I already forgot it. It's such stupid legal jargon bullshit that I don't like to deal with. It's like there are certain rules like you can license it or you can get a certain type of license that allows you to use it for a certain period of time, like. You don't for instance, that. we would be fee- we would be free from from copyright claims for three years, say. It would be cheaper, and then after three years, it would it would that would expire, and then they would have legal right to claim our video after that point. Um, so I don't know. Like there are different options that we can take to make it cheaper or make it more flexible or whatever. So, and we're considering selling uh, all of these to like a third party in the future. So it might be a good idea to like get that squared away ahead of time. So we don't have to worry about that. Hmm. Um, oh, you're thinking about like getting it on the festival circuit or something. Festival circuit is a, is a, is a thing. Um, that was also an, uh, like a, spe- there's like a special festival circuit deal that you can make as well. We were thinking um, possibly selling it to an online streaming service like uh, Netflix or something like after we've oh, already had it on YouTube for a while. <laughs> So that'd be, cool. that'd be super cool. That'd be super yeah, cool. Yeah, like you know how um like a good example of of people doing that would be uh Seinfeld with comedians and cars getting coffee. Have you ever seen that show? Love that show. So that was on his website. It was just hosted on his website. Like they self-funded it and basically just he he just uploaded it to his website and you could watch it for free at any point. Um and the the money came from sponsorships. Like there were a bunch of really funny shots of of Dude, the Mavazas of him. the Mavaza shit. What is the what, is that the fucking shoe he's wearing? Because No, it's the coffee in the second season, like every other shot is like Lavaza coffee being poured into Lavaza oh. coffee mugs. I thought that was just artistic choices. I didn't know that it was like a, a brand. 
that's sneaky that's sneaky um no the really blatant ones really cracked me up like um when he was uh, there was one uh episode where he actually went to the white house and talked to obama Mm-hmm. He's walking into the White House. He's got a full suit on, but he's wearing like these ridiculous yellow, like <laughs> bright neon colored Nikes. And yeah, the I camera remember. like holds on these Nikes as he's walking for like six seconds straight. And it like really cracked me up because it was well, just what's so cool about blatant. that. Like A, they're at the White House, but B, Jerry Seinfeld's <laughs> Wiki Feet page now has tons of new material. Yes, I'm, that is great. They can, I mean, you can't see his toes, which is disappointing, but God, you can imagine dang them. It. Um, <laughs> but anyway, what I'm saying is that that show was self funded through sponsorships alone, which is basically what we're doing now. We get a sponsor, we fund it through that. Um, but now, but we were thinking like what he did was he made that series, right? And he sat on it for like two years. And then later he was like, hey, Netflix, you want to buy this shit for like millions of dollars? And then we'll make a second and we'll make a new season on your guys's budget. And they're like, yeah, sounds good. So, I mean, that I feel like could be an option for us in the future. We make all of these episodes, post them to YouTube, self-fund them for a while. And then later we approach Netflix and say, we want to make more of these. Here's a batch of them to buy straight off. And then you can fund us for a new season of it or whatever, however you want to do it or a new documentary entirely. I dubs um, original documentaries. Yeah. Well, I mean, Netflix. we call them I docs. Well, I do. I don't know if anybody else does, but I call I them docs with, with three C's <laughs> with two C, three C's and a Z at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I dubs, I mean, you think about just the numbers, like I dubs, his videos are insanely popular, probably more so than a lot of the stuff uh you know a lot of people you see on netflix you know a lot of a lot more popular than a lot of the yeah you see on netflix already it's interesting you bring that up because i was trying to get a uh like a an idea of how well it does in comparison because we were thinking about doing that option with netflix and uh so far right now i think that it it when it came out it had 10 million it's kind of plateaued around 15 million views right now and um i it's hard to get concrete numbers from netflix because they don't post their um, analytics um but i think that based off of nielsen ratings and like averages or something i don't know i read this really complicated article on it uh the average like show that's not like a huge hit like uh um like stranger things or whatever obviously gets like a crazier amount but um the average like show or whatever that comes out on netflix with its backing gets around 10 million so, I mean, we're already doing, like, numbers that are comparable to what Netflix pulls in already. So, I've, I'm I'm pretty confident that we'd be able to at least pitch it and they would be interested based on, like, previous performance. My only real reservation with it would be that they would um, take away creative control, which I, I feel like Netflix is a good one because I... I think that they probably give the most creative control to their artists, but say if we had to go with something else like HBO or something, I would be worried about somebody stepping in and being like, oh, you can't be that mean to the guy, or like, you have to, I don't know, you have to have a scene where you're sympathetic. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there there are these horror stories that I've heard where producers who are not artistic in any way that only really think about the way that the thing is going to perform when it comes to fruition is uh, they try and get their little greasy fingers on everything. And I don't really like that, especially with this project, which is so crazy in, in my idea, in my mind is so crazy unique because we can do whatever the hell we want. And we don't have to worry about repercussions because Ian already has an established, like 
not bad boy uh mentality or whatever but like he's not afraid to be mean or be real about things and i think that people really attracted to that especially in documentaries because that's that to me that's what a documentary is supposed to be it's supposed to be real it's not supposed to be fabricated so i wouldn't want like a i don't know i wouldn't want like a third party coming in and getting getting their fingers in the the soup if that's even an expression yeah i mean we love soup here but i, I mean yeah like with the it, yeah no, I don't want fingers in my soup. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with like the with full force, like airsoft fatty comedic character, and there's so many, so much. Uh, pardon the phrase, but so much surface area there to like make fun of the guy. But you guys kind of like I wouldn't say you pull your punches, but you don't you don't make fun of this guy more than he makes fun of himself, and you kind yeah, of just yeah. like go with where he's already taking the narrative. No, but I and and I think that you're a smart guy. <laughs> Thank you. So you have and uh, handsome. Yeah, very handsome, very cool. So I think that you're you're you've appropriately acknowledged that. That the only way the only really way that we're being mean usually in his face to his face is in a joking manner and behind his behind his back is usually in a legitimate criticism criticism manner that has like comedic elements to it. Mo- what I'm trying to say is that most of the time that Ian's being mean to Airsoft Fatty behind his back is just to be funny. It's not to discredit the guy because he's he's honestly i mean by the end of the video you get the idea that like he's not a bad guy he's just i don't know he's just weird um <laughs> but <laughs> but uh i've read a lot of the comments and there are a few people that turn off the video very quickly because they get turned off by how mean he is being to this overweight person and they don't understand that and i think it's because they're not smart and i think that uh 50% of people are are um, below average intelligence. <laughs> you think about it that way. Um, and I think that people who sell, who sell content for a living, basically producers who fund projects and they realize that half of people are stupid. So it's beneficial monetarily to, uh, to cater towards stupid people. So in my mind, it means don't be mean to the fat kid because stupid people are going to take it offensively and they're going to take it negatively and they're not going to like it. So I don't want, anybody telling me that because i'm not making this for stupid people <laughs> you know what i mean uh but they are if that makes any sense i mean to put it as blatantly as possible they're they're targeting a wide net but yeah right? they're, they're they have a wide net and they're trying to target a wide audience whereas like i i get what you're saying um yeah but like at the same time i know like I don't think you're thinking about it in this way, but I feel like a lot of people view tiers of where entertainment lies as like its quality. You know, like YouTube is for it. Like a YouTube video is a lower tier. Uh, it's lower tier content than like a Netflix show. Not saying it is, but like some people view it that but, way. But no, I, I think that overall on average it is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But like there are to lock it into that is silly. And I, no, like, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's like like if you guys move to Netflix, it should be because there's a sweet deal. It shouldn't be that yeah. you know for like oh we're on Netflix, you know, because it doesn't matter. Like no, whatever. no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that that's why I'm taking the steps that I'm trying. I'm attempting to take steps to legitimize the platform <laughs> rather than just be stuck with the platform itself. If that makes sense, and the, you're on the same platform as Jeffrey Star, so 
Dude, I love Jeffree Star. Oh my God. I love Jeffree Star. <laughs> I don't agree with its recent quarantine video. We can get into that next week. But I, I don't know anything. I do about love Jeffree Star. I, I've only seen pictures of him. I don't know who he is. He's like a real life vampire who sells makeup. <laughs> okay, oh God, sounds about right. <laughs> he's the leave Britney alone guy. No, he's not. No, he's, he's not. not the, that's a different guy. No, that's Chris Crocker. What? <laughs> Jeff. I mean, okay, he was big when I was. They in look school, similar. Though. They do look similar. They do. They do look similar. You know, okay. effeminate, blonde, long-haired gentleman. <laughs> yeah, we'll get Jeffrey Star on the podcast camera. next week. He can he can defend himself. Has then. Jeffrey Star cried on camera yet? <laughs> uh, he'll, he's never cried on podcast, which we can make happen. Uh, yeah, get him on. I'd like to ask him who he is. What oh, yeah. about? <laughs> uh, the, okay, so you're right. Jeffrey Star wasn't. Um, leave britney alone it was christopher no. darren cunningham mm-hmm. uh yeah chris crocker chris crocker yeah. who uh was a former youtuber and pornographic Classic. film actor yeah yeah oh, he did porn for a while cool yeah. very cool oh that's a good question dane we've actually been getting a lot of uh we've been getting a lot of no i will not you... do porn no i won't oh, okay okay well uh, uh, only guys, my own that... private collection uh well that i watch back on my own time oh this Sorry. is something just for you okay what no, that was it. That I mean, really, that's the question most of our listeners have been have been ravenous for. So I, I, we appreciate you answering it. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we are like at like an hour and forty minutes uh, yeah. in our podcast. But um, I mean, it's for good reason. We had very important questions to answer, and we've answered them. No, Dane will not star in triple X movies. Um, but, um, you know, we have other questions that we can answer in the future. We have answers we answered in the past. Um, and this, (laughs) (laughs) uh, this has been the motion pixels podcast. Uh, we already, you know, this is the end. This is the end of the podcast. Goodbye. does your avatar have a a, like a yeah yeah my friend my friend was like i'm editing face masks onto everybody's avatar give me yours and i was like all right here you go (laughs) that's a good friend wait how long has it been like that it's been like that for like i want to say almost a week okay oh okay i was like i couldn't remember if it was like that last time i feel like i had noticed that that's pretty good that's it's very subtle it is it's hard to see at first